on the real So you just gon' blame me for the way I feel Sit on the real Aiming all your shots, hoping for a kill You won't do the things I need you to do, baby And you don't do the things I need you to do an opportunity y'all i could have stayed in jamaica <gasps> do you know how nice jamaica is Ooh. staying there i was on a five-day cruise going to jamaica having people put food in my mouth and jumping off of waterfalls and then and then and then and then reality comes back that you can't stay there forever and that's really depressing to me it really is i don't know what to do how, how do i get back Mm, you know, something. we were talking about lock picking on Patreon, so maybe that's an idea. Yeah, and you're the reason why they're going to put this, why they're going to make it illegal to have a lock picking kit, sir. Uh, I mean, look, I mean, I'm, I mean, look, I, you know, I, I watch MacGyver enough. You know, all you need is like a bobby pin. That's all you this, need. This sounds eerily similar to when he was watching Ozark. Yeah. And decide that he could be a drug smuggler, yeah, drug runner, a Look, drug lord. That one is even closer because I used to work in payment processing. Okay, so I know how the you know transfer of money goes back and forth. You know, I just got to keep looking at the episodes, find out what he means by red flags, whatever that means. Just cover that. And I'm if good. you don't know what red flags means, you shouldn't be getting into the business to begin with. But I, look, you got to learn somehow. Okay, I mean, you do. Yeah. But you know, I would prefer you not going to jail the first time you learn. Look, that's what, look, look, look. I I like you being alive, sir. I like being alive too. Yeah, and not behind bars, man. Whatever. Hey, I mean, hey welcome, to, welcome to welcome <laughs> to. We never get sponsored. Welcome to a brand new episode of Three ABP. Oh no, I'm sorry. Three slightly perturbed. Black people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Since yeah. Yeah. We're not letting that opinion. go. We keeping our foot on your neck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Lorenzo. Big Rob is in the house. It is me, Chris. Oh. So please, yes, please notice the undertones you are hearing, as <laughs> if you are listening to the Quiet Storm or the, you know, NPR radio. Calm and clear and distinct so that you can understand because obviously you weren't understanding before because, you know, since she's a woman, she has to get emotional and rant and rave according to you. She can't just speak her mind the way she wants to. She has to speak a certain way to, because she needs to know her place. What is your problem? It's okay. What is your problem? This is what y'all again for 2024. So Calm, cool I and collected. No, no, so, no, 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 no. So hold on, hold on. Now this is a change because uh, I want to address one of our newer listeners and say that you literally became a pain in my ass 
on Friday <laughs> because I wake up to apparently hearing your thoughts about something that Chris had talked about on the previous episode regarding memes being as a form of communication. So then I saw that somebody decided to go with what you said and only commute memes for the <laughs> entire day. It was impressive. It was It was impressive. very impressive. But I'm telling you, memes are used for reactions. Don't depend on memes for communication to somebody who may be listening. No, nobody was talking about you. <laughs> we are talking about this in general because I think we have gotten so far away from communicating with each other in general because I term, I, I'm telling you right now if we all decided just to communicate in memes nothing will ever get done when it needs to get done okay it is so much easier just to text what you are saying <laughs> oh my gosh huh. so- oh my why you might not put much thought into your gift use usage a study explains that how and when you use gifts says a lot about you a lot about says a lot about the way you communicate even more than memes and emojis <laughs> oh my gosh oh lord of mercy so i would like to say to that individual you were absolutely right i apologize um memes are there are several other articles i found that says that memes are an effective way of communication. A meme is worth a thousand words. A is that is what you're saying? Pretty much that you are right. And um, me personally do not communicate with me via memes. If you have not said a good morning, hi, hey, I need to talk to you about something. I don't like it, but that is just my personal opinion. Well, you were right. Memes are effective modes of communication. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, no, no, no. I got to well, well, hold on because it depends on how much effort you put into it. The problem is, is that people use the same memes. And I go okay. back to the person. Okay. You're goddamn <laughs> so, right. So, so I just want to, I just want to quickly, I just want to quickly say how we are basically now taking our own experiences and putting it to this so i think in the context when chris was talking about it for her memes or gifts was not the way you actually communicate especially in that particular instance i think there was uh some some things that were missing out there there was definitely some context missing yeah so I'm going to say, and this is not against the person, Rob, who who told you what they thought. It is more so there's always a time and place. And sometimes you're going to have to pick up that phone. Sometimes you're going to have to word it out. Right. Because people don't pick up on things as well. There's individuals that they can communicate with that. Because there's times that, like, somebody will say, hey, thank you for that. And I communicate with the, the gift of the dude. He, like, leans out his cubicle throws a thumbs up i do i do that i do that yeah and like i said in some cases they work but if you were having a heated argument with someone 
you know, and if you, you start using gifs or memes, yeah, a Morgan Freeman, he's right, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're 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 fanning you're fanning flames, yeah. you're fanning flames. Now, if that's your intention, then uh, you know, mission accomplished. But if not, you know, hey, and um, I apologize too because when that story came about, I had not had breakfast yet, <laughs> and so I was very, 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 very much like W fucking TF, and I was all in my head. I'm like, what? you talking about like are you serious like you were trying to get somebody hemmed up sir like you really was i'm sorry you was public enemy number one i'm like okay he gonna troll because i know he's not sitting here firing back saying this i'm like nah there was no way and then rob was just like hey nah he's cool and i'm just saying there, like listen i have not had breakfast yet <laughs> And I'm already in my head trying to figure out, well, like, where am I going? Am I going to the gym? What am I doing? And then the place I Grubhub from, when I order the Grubhub, they fuck up. So now I'm extra angry. So I read that, and I was already in my head. And I'm just like, the fuck? The fuck is he talking about? Like, yeah, the funny thing is, he hadn't even communicated with me for, like, years. This is an old college friend back ah. in the day. Yeah, and so, but uh, but he, I had I had mentioned my podcast. He, was, you know, we started going back and forth about the podcast, and it was like, yeah. So he listened to it, and then he listened to it, and then he made that comment. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to, and I'm not, and, and thank and, and thank you for tuning in. Yes. Like that was really thank you. I, I just looked at it like, really, dude, really. <laughs> but the thing is, I was I, I even have to, I even have to admit, I'm like, hey sometimes you know you just put that in there you know um but there's a time and place and i think everybody's going to have an opinion that's different about that and i know what chris was talking about at the time she was talking about it so it's a lot more deeper than y'all are actually yeah y'all were actually seeing for we, serious we, we, we conversations yeah. serious conversations that need detailed uh you know you know examples or whatever to express your emotions are not possible is not possible with a meme that's it that's it you was definitely a pain in my ass on friday because all day at this point <laughs> we were getting pelted with like memes and gifts and and i just want you to know that you chose violence i still think you would choose a violence when you said that so i hope you stick around i think he's a shaolin i think he's a shaolin artist Ooh. shaolin martial artist you was really choosing violence because you should know better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. dope. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. That is dope. That's why he's choosing violence. He's like, I'm a Shaolin martial artist. Who the fuck want to test me? He was probably listening to Wu-Tang when you said that, too. Oh, he loves Wu-Tang, by the See way. See that shit? See that shit? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, trust me. No, trust me. He's your best friend too. He loves all the same stuff we love. You oh know, no, anime look, and all that good no, stuff. Look, no, I, 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 I believe it. And honestly, what kind of show would we be if we had people agreeing with us all the time? Yeah. And I, I think that is, I think that is really good when somebody is like, "Hey, you know, cool." But you know what, um, Chris, that's what. Well, Usually, you rarely have people come back and and say that they didn't agree with a point. Oh, they'll tell me. In my, they'll tell me in private. Yeah, you've you've had you've had that. You've had that. So this was the first time where it was across the pond. Oh, yeah, because usually Rob <laughs> says something, and um, one of our listeners will 
hit me up and then hit Chris up too. Yeah. We 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 learn when you say something. We both get yeah. the the message. But shameless plug. I do have a friend. I need to find out the name of his Etsy store. He does even though it's no longer holiday season, we we are 12 months away before we get back into the holiday season. So if you want Wu-Tang ornaments, Wu-Tang shirts, Wu-Tang um, bags, um, once I get that information, I will hit us up at get at 3abp.com and I will send that information to you. Shameless plug. He does um, Wu-Tang stuff. Oh, so Kenny, yeah. Oh, I'm, I want a Wu-Tang financial. All right. Like I'll off see. Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I'll see if he can do it. All right. You got to diversify your bones, nigga. <laughs> I mean, diversification. Hey. Um, so, uh, real quick, y'all, before we get into part one, because this is a part one and part two, it's a lot that uh, freaking happened. So, we're it's, it's so much to talk about that we're going to be doing the part one and the part two. And uh, before we get into all that, just want y'all to know we are working on the keychain. Yes, in time for the Montgomery Ball anniversary, which will be in August. Because you know we treat that as a holiday on this podcast. Never forget. Yeah, so I, I need I need y'all to realize that's a Joan. That's right. You know, that's a Joan. If you, need, if you need to know, it's August 5th, all right, 2024 this year. I mean, most of y'all should know. Yeah, if you if you're listening to this podcast, you're not sure what year it is. It's 2024. Yeah, we're not going back to 2023. Fuck that year. Yeah, I'm sorry. Screw that year. Uh, let's just leave it where it is. Um, it's better than 2022. <laughs> you know, I I let yeah. let let's 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 push forward. Uh, yeah, 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 let's yeah. push forward. Yeah, yeah, forward, um, forward thinking. Okay. So yeah, uh, and we and we will. Be, I'm telling you, we celebrate as a holiday. So check it out. Once we got that information, we'll be sure to post that in the show notes and description. If you enjoy this podcast, definitely please share it. We appreciate it. We got a lot of stuff in the works. Like one, getting the actual intro. So that's the thing. Um, I'm excited for it. Two, we definitely are working on that keychain, like I said. So, oof, can't wait. And three, um, for those who've been asking for the video content, it's coming. We decided that we want to keep with it in a way that's totally different. So, I think y'all are going to enjoy it. We are looking to shoot that trailer, uh, I'm guessing probably sometime in April. Yeah, let's, we said let's March or April. Yeah, let's, I want to say because... Um, between because March, I got a feeling that I might be going out of town, so I'm that's why I'm leaning towards April. Okay, uh, that we can do that, and that's going to give us enough time to plan. Big Rob's mixtape that's getting that's getting worked on this year. Mm-hmm. All right, his comedy album. We trying to get a Grammy off of that. That's what it is. <laughs> we working hard. No, I get to have producer credits and mother and motherfucking shit. Um. I'm also thinking, um, how it's possible because there's something that I have to, I have to do on the music side. What do y'all think about a summer R&B concert? Like I get a couple R&B artists to come through. Heck yeah. Where, when, what you need, how, what can I do? Depending on it, it may it is it may be either summer or fall. It is but it's gonna be while the weather is warm, at least. 
Um, to be on the podcast? It's not a podcast. No, it's going to be like an actual a actual show. Oh, live, concert. Concert. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm thinking about uh, maybe reaching out to the Motor House uh, to get in talks and then um, see if I can actually uh, book the artist. There's one artist that I already know I can reach out to to have him come through. Um, <laughs> also the same artist working on our intro. And then there is the fact that my artist will be probably flying in to record uh, her next album. Uh, so I lo- look, I love supporting. Yeah. I, I mean, I love supporting artists. So, yeah, yeah, I'm down for it. Um, there's a, there's also uh, one artist who I feel like would be a good guest DJ as well. And if I can get uh, her to come through. Uh, yeah, because she DJs, but she also sings. So, yeah. And then um, there is another artist that I would like to reach out to. So it would be R&B Heavy. Okay. okay. And dope ass people. <laughs> dope ass people. So yeah. I'm really I'm really thinking about making that happen. Um, I'm down for it. Yeah. So and this and this also too, um this also might be a thing where even like local, if we got a local artist, because they're local, I would make them a headliner because they're local if they're already working. So I'm a, I'm gonna see. And it might we might do a series of these. So the first one might be where it is R and B focused. Yeah. The second one might be hip hop focused. Okay. Um so I'm I'm thinking about it. It depends. Um my artist already told me that um she got access to a venue Ooh. where she is in the Netherlands. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out how that's going to go because uh, I might be going to the Netherlands. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, and taking some artists with me uh, for that. So a lot, like lot of lot of stuff. It's a lot of moving parts, but I like it. Yeah, I like it. Gosh, gosh it's right. a lot of moving parts. Let me, let me tell you, that's not the one I really had on the, the plate this year. Right. But I'm thinking about it because of something else. So I'm just kind of trying to line up a couple things. Right. Um, so we will we will see. I also thought about doing something territorial, um, not necessarily territorial, but working with the one artist, helping him put on his show. Mm. And then instead of it being Baltimore, I would jet up to Boston. OK, OK, because yeah. he's based in Boston like and, you know, well, well, we'll figure it out. But yeah, yeah. we got we got a lot of stuff to, to get into because as everybody's been seeing Cat Williams. <laughs> reason that this is a part one and part two shook the table and My i was like you know what brother <laughs> <laughs> like so i had to pray about this y'all oh shoot i had to pray about this because i've been wrestling with myself about oh. what i think about this whole thing okay this has really been tricky for me okay because there's a lot of positives and negatives that go into this you I, know what i mean i can actually see that for you i can you know because yeah. on one hand like like I don't know I don't know Cat Williams thoroughly, but I do know the work he puts in, you know, the artists he puts on, uh, you know, you know, the way he's just devoted to people and just supporting people, and I love that. Right. At the same time, I don't know his motivation. I, I can't I can't figure out what his motivations are when he does the things that he does like this. I can tell you his motivation. Because, okay, so it's okay if, if I enter. Go, go, go ahead, go ahead. 
um, let's see if I can say this calmly. Um, imagine if someone consistently puts their name in their mouth about you consistently, always says little shots like, well, you know, he never shows up to, um, to, um, appointments one time or says like, oh yeah, he got an award. One of my, he got an award. I, you know, I gave him an award for his comedy, for his comedy act or comedy skills or just won't acknowledge your contribution to your field. Okay. Now, Cat Williams is not a prideful person. And you can see by the way he moves and does things, he's not a prideful person. But right is right and wrong is wrong. So it's almost like taunting him that, and like kind of like making statements that he fell off or, oh, that's just Cat. And he, and it, also saying it on platforms where a lot of people respect and listen to, right? So he took this moment being, and I would like to say he did a two-part thing. He understands the what it means to disturb the status quo. But in the same voice, same time, also a marketing maneuver. Yeah. So... Yeah. What he did was he was like, let me set the truth straight because no one has denied anything he said. No one has said he is wrong. The only two people that have cussed him out is Faze on Love because he just said, you know, Faze on Love's not funny and Trick Daddy. And that's because I think Trick Daddy react still reacts to the fact that Cat Williams called him ugly. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I have mixed emotions about it because it's like on one hand, okay, you're setting the record straight on certain people. Like, you know, I guess, I guess, uh, he said he he said something about Cedric the Entertainer and yes. Ricky Smiley. Yes, and I get that. Um, what did Kim Kardashian do to you? It's not what Kim Kardashian did to him. It's what Kanye did to him. Well, he and also, gave, well, so he gave Kanye a pass because he's like, you know, when Shannon Sharp was like, "Well, what do you think about Kanye?" and he's like, "Well," and he was like, "What do you expect him to do?" You know. He marches to his own drum and he's got all these problems. No, no. He said, why are we even um, acknowledging someone that has bipolar and laughing at it? Because what he really was, that was an indication on society. We know this man has issues. We know this man has came to us and said, oh, I've been diagnosed bipolar. And we still put weight on what he's saying. And he's like, that's not right. Like, if we know this man has problems, why do we keep feeding into it? We shouldn't be feeding into it, but just because you have problems, just because you have bipolar disorder, doesn't mean you're going to start hating on Jewish people. That is true. I don't think he brought up the um, anti-Semitism, did he? I don't. No, remember he didn't bring up the it. anti-Semitism. Think- that's why he's in. The, that's why we're paying attention. Even, even if you have a mental illness, you don't need to go on and say you know stuff about Hitler and. Uh, you know, slavery was a choice and all this stuff. Right. No, like that is all. That's where me and Kanye, I was like, I can never bang with him. Like, I mean, I do miss listening to Gold Digger, even though now I found out that people call, have called me a gold digger. And to the individual who wanted to call me a gold digger, that's why your ass ain't never going to get you. Mm, suck. Um, I beat myself out. I beat myself out. Um, I, 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 look. I didn't say by me either, just by anybody. I, 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 no, no one. No one will ever touch you. You're good. You, I was going to say that. No one. I wouldn't have beeped that out. You will I'm, always be an incel. That's a horrible life to live. 
shots fired. With that being said, also for the Kim Kardashian, it's because that Prince thought that she was in, um, disingenuous and that the way she carried herself was very not was not aligned with how he thought not just he thought but like he just didn't like how kim kardashian carried herself and then he even on uh, another which uh, everyone's pulling up cat williams clips um uh, another clip um cat williams on the conan show talked about how kim jumped on stage when prince was trying to bring cat williams up to the stage okay and, and that um prince had to shoo her away hence why now that we're going to go to the new girls. Oh, so that's why he called her a hoe. Yes. Well, okay. not just well, also does other things. And again, Kim's not going to fight that allegation because when you go back and look at her past. Now, see, that's not even fair, though. Just because you had scan- scandalous stuff in your past doesn't mean that's the person you are today. But you take okay. a shortcut and you use your podium to say, oh, this person's a hoe. But he did talk about people taking shortcuts. He's taught, he, he laid that foundation, and she is one of those individuals who took a shortcut to her fame. Now, am I mad at it? No, I actually respect it. I was like, listen, this woman understands. She has very, I won't say she has very, very little ta- talent. What she understood is captivating someone that is out of order. Why is that out of order? I can't fix it. Oh, well. Um, I'm sorry. I, there's something that I just caught with my eyes that's, that's making me want to get up and fix it but i can't but i want to but i can't and it makes logical sense why i can't because it's two different series so i'm gonna shut up and keep talking um gosh my adhd be kicking in at the wrong darn time i feel you i feel you (laughs) but uh, but go ahead i'm sorry but i mean yeah but that's but that's his opinion though you know what i mean and so i just feel like of all the things he said you know like you said, n- nobody's really countered him on it, but that doesn't mean everything he said was factual. That is true. That is true. Not everything he said was factual. I, oh, that's what I wanted to say about Kim. Um, I just think that Kim understood how to use her resources to get what she wanted out of life and how to capitalize on it. And also her mom understood that. That's why I don't really th- hold that. Like, can we be honest? The term whore, though we you throw it around as an insult to women, when you really look at it, like well, that's how women been getting money since the beginning of time. You want, you want sex, you're going to pay for it. Either you want to marry me or you want to give me money. Yeah. And, and I mean, but it's, it's, not the second, seen in, it's the oldest profession in the book. Yeah, but it's not seen in this society as a respectable. It's not seen as respectable, but she's a billionaire. And I will counter anyone that wants to tell me that. Like, we have a whole podcast, not we, but there's a whole podcast called Horrible Decisions where they really talk about being the libera- liberating women from the ideas of that you can't be a whore. And they talk about their sexual exploitations. So... We are no longer in the society, which I, which honestly, which more people need to admit, which I don't think they want to admit. We're no longer in a society where the the term whore is as de- degrading as you would think it is. But in the same breath, what Cat Williams did was, yeah, I'm going to call her a whore and you're not going to challenge me on it. But I'm also going to pull up that she took a shortcut and that, you know, we we pick not picking, but we look um always giving Kanye attention for his bipolar disorder says more about us as a society than us as than him as having it now if he now if Shannon Sharp I think at that moment could have said well what about when he said slavery was a choice or like the Hitler comments if Shannon so, Sharp would have countered that that would have forced a whole different conversation so I saw I saw Shannon Sharp's uh response several response <laughs> several responses one of them to it mm-hmm. and he brought up a good point and I needed to I needed to adjust the way I was viewing this because he said look 
we are having a conversation. Yeah. This is not this is not an interview. People no. come on the show because they know this is a safe space. They could just chill out, yeah. have some drinks and talk. Yes. So if you're looking for Walter Cronkite, this you know is not what I mean? the place. This is this is not this is not the place. And so that's why I think a lot of things I was listening to and I'm like isn't Shannon going to follow up on this? You know what I mean? But, 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 but again, there's a time and a place. I But I also respect Shannon Sharp for that because I've never thought of him, thought of him as an interviewer. Even when he used to do the skip, skip Bayless and him would do, um, undisturbed, undisputed, undisputed. undisputed. Yeah. I used to watch it. He's not someone that will analytically think of the next question. As soon as someone says it, he's not like, being analytical he's letting it flow he's letting it flow like an old old southern gentleman where he'll step in when he wants to and have a conversation he's a conversation don't do that cat don't do that cat <laughs> right well he yeah. did that because he was wanting to protect it, protect the people that he is close to yeah and oh when he said shannon i did not expect you to have a natural allegiance with losers yeah <laughs> yeah i saw that before i even knew the in, the interview was where people got it from mm-hmm it was just, damn, okay. And then I go throughout the day and I realize that this interview is making rounds. And I listen to a 30-minute clip where Kat goes off. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, he's he's basically just ethering uh, everybody that he mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how it was on uh, Big Rob's radar is because you know, I put this out like, yo, what the fuck? So I share this, you know, Rob is like, yeah, so uh, I'm already hearing it and I need to sit down and watch it. But um, there's a couple, oh Lord, um, there, there's there been, like you said, there's been some responses to it. And my biggest thing about this, it's, I did not expect it to carry on how many days it's been carrying on. I did, you know. No, I mean in the in the way that it is, like, yeah, he he said something, but like he destroyed Chris Tucker. The way he destroyed Chris, like, I didn't even know that was like his mo. Like, he's on a he, he's on a pedophile list. Maybe okay. So I would like to real quick. Okay, hold hold on. Okay, because uh, I'm yeah, gonna let you go. Um, but this oh, is, is a perfect no no this is the perfect time this is the perfect time to say something that has been uh weighing on me and i need to say it so Go people ahead. have this understanding okay y'all, when y'all listen to 3bp y'all have to understand we are a podcast we are entertainers we are not journalists we are not because what's been happening is that you have people who are journalists doing their job mm-hmm. you have people who are not journalists and it's more sensationalism yes all right and uh, we are not about to have a situation where something is said on the show and then somebody decides to take it to a place that they didn't have to go to only to get their feelings hurt. Right. So we take accountability. So if there's something that is said, you know, we do as much as we can on fact checking but we call things out when we say this is what's being said. Just like what about Chris about to do. It's like, listen, anything that's said on this show, we fact check as much as possible. Right. All right. We're looking through this information. So that's just a disclaimer. Right. So I urge you, listener, always do your own research. When we have an article, you know, we do our best to link it in the show notes. 
we pull it up and you'll even hear us. We'll be click clacking in the background. Yeah. Pulling the article up. Yeah. Let you know who it's sourced from. Right. Right. Because right. we don't like to just put anything out there. I just wanted to say that because this is territory. We're going to be talking about things. And uh, I forget the I forget her name, but she's the K Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. We ain't trying to have a K Michelle situation. No. <laughs> we definitely not. We we ain't got it. We ain't got it. However, I will say though, if something is said on the show and you decide you want to sue us, if you happen to own the network, you can cut us a deal. <laughs> we can pay a little bit out of that. Well, you know what I mean? We ain't Tasha yeah. K. Not K Michelle. Tasha K. Tasha K. Tasha K. Well, okay. I had to well, think about that like real hard. I was yeah, like, I was like, because I was thinking I was wrong. See not, that already? We're not, we're not Tasha K. Mm-mm. We're not well, Tasha K. Yeah, but, well, I mean, Who moved to Africa, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, I mean, right now. That money. <laughs> I hope right, Cardi gets you for every goddamn cent. Okay, go ahead. Let's I'm get sorry, back. Rob, yes, Rob. Yes. Well, I was just saying right now, we're, every everything we're saying right now is in the context of what we heard Cat Williams say. Yes. Yeah. Now, with that being said, I would like to say, um, one for the Epstein list, please and the please people, we do not know. So Epstein did this very tricky thing, and then we'll get back to Cat Williams. And I and it's something that I've been watching, listening, and like looking into myself with MSNBC, CNN, um, the Independent is Jeffrey Epstein. The reason why he was able to have all these powerful people, um, around him is he did a lot of philanthropy. philanthropy. Yeah. Philanthropy. Yeah. And um. When you work in that type of industry where you're doing like charities and fundraisers and doing all of this, you're like, oh, we can have a, di- oh, you want to have this discussion somewhere private where there's no microphones? We can do this on my island. And so a lot of these people, we're sitting up here saying, oh, they're on this list, not realizing because of how he intertied the list that it's not always what we think. So I am not. I am not a thousand percent ready to throw Chris Tucker fully under the bus because his name is on this list because apparently like like he said he was Michael Jackson's best friend. Yeah. Chris Tucker and um Cat Williams said Chris Tucker and Michael Jackson but, um, yeah. were best friends. But you see, that's the whole thing though, is we don't know, but Cat decided to just put that out there anyway, knowing how it would be interpreted. But he did make a good point during that interview saying, I don't he says people give me information. He verifies it. So to a certain extent, is something fishy with Chris Tucker? We don't know. And we do not want any problems with you, Mr. Tucker. Still love you from Rush Hour and Friday After Next and your non-cursing um, comedy specials at times. Because he didn't say you was a joke stealer. He just said that Michael Jackson called you Chris Mess. <laughs> you knew that. I'm sorry. But I get what you're saying. A lot of people call strays like Ludacris called a stray. Phase on Love caught a stray. Michael Blackston caught should have caught more strays, but he caught all his strays on Nick Cannon's walling out when he tried to come for Cat Williams, but we'll leave that one alone. Yeah. And um Yeah. Mike he was one of the people that responded to uh Cat Williams too. Like Michael Blackston. Oh yeah, and yeah. it still was not funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I'm so sorry, sir, but just <laughs> Shut up, Christine. Uh, yeah, look, 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 look. So um one of the things that came up, and the biggest thing for me about this interview was Cat Williams defending Benny, um, God, Bernie Mac's fuck, Bernie Mac's legacy. Uh, that was uh, the biggest thing for me because mm-hmm. all of us have seen the Kings of Comedy, right? Yeah, we we were very familiar with the tour. Uh, we look up clips and a whole nine, 
And to me, Bernie Mac was one of the most funny comedians on that tour and just in general. Yes. Like Bernie Mac had his delivery. Yes. Was was just insane. Uh, Even seeing him, you know, when he played parts in movies, you know, the way that he delivered his lines, the facial expressions. And that was the thing about Bernie Mac. He wouldn't just say a line. It's his facial expressions. That man is the reason. Because they black. I hate black pepper. That that I listen hate, listen oh, when he I had his sit when he when he had his sit when he had his sit calm and he'd yeah. be like y'all hear that America and then it would just yes. be like he likes breaking this wall yeah and the thing is the comedy like if you went back you could literally say wait this show oh gosh he was joking about he was joking you know about you know his actual family yeah you know but he did it in love he did it out of just being silly i love the fact that he bernie mac was one of those comedians that this man spoke on real shit yes and he made it hilarious if you can't hear milk and cookies and not chuckle Right, cookies. Right, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. This 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 man was an advocate for whooping ass. Like, so (laughs) when I heard Cat defending him and just what Cat was saying, it's like, damn. And then also, you know, the joke stealing. Yes, I remember seeing Cat Williams for the first time on Comic View. Yes, that's where I first saw him. Yes, and he said it when I was Cat in a Hat. And for those who you didn't pull up the clip, I'm going to play it now because I had this motherfucking ready. Let's play this real quick. But I remember this joke because part of the whole set was like Cat making a joke how like you pull up. You ain't even trying to go in the house. You sitting there smoking a cigarette. The process. And like people was like, oh, well, you look at back. That's not real funny. Like. It ain't real funny until you the motherfucker sitting in your car. You don't feel like going to the house. The wife get on your nerves. The kids get on your nerves. Bills get on your nerves. Mm-hmm. You just got to sit there and have that smoke because you just already left your job dealing with bullshit. You come home to bullshit and all you want to do is sit down. Yeah. So like there was so much going on with, but I never forgot cat because of that. So Dang. are you playing? Yeah, I'm playing this right now. So that was the original joke that Cat told. But 
we also have the version that Cedric told. Okay. Right? And this is where a lot of people started comparing. Black people don't really do space like that. Black people love space movies. They love movies about the moon and Mars where they can be leaving our ass down here on Earth. <laughs> That's what they think. They think they're going to leave us down here on Earth. They're going to move to the moon. Ain't going to happen. Y'all move to the moon, damn it, we coming to the moon. Oh, we'll be right behind y'all in space shuttles with Cadillac grills, nigga. Just, nigga, just rolling one headlight out. Tags be all wrong. All base. Y'all know we'll drive a space shuttle, too. That's right up our damn alley. A space shuttle is long. They ain't scared of no black folk. We'll drive a space shuttle. We grew up driving long cars. We'll drive a space shuttle like it's a 72 deuce and a quarter. Nigga, we, nigga, we, we get us a cigarette. Nigga, we get us, we be in a space shuttle, nigga, like it's a 72 deuce. Nigga, we get us Okay, okay. So, let me say this. Mm -hmm. It's possible. I don't know if this is true or not, Mm -hmm. but I'm just thinking about this in my head. It is possible that Cedric the Entertainer stole it, stole at least part of that joke and didn't even know it. I think it's possible because, you know, with him cruising, you know what I mean? For him to come up with or or, or maybe seeing what Cat did and then thinking of his own joke and in the back of his head was inspired by that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, having said that, yeah, that looks like he stole it. <laughs> it does look so, like he stole it. Because <laughs> there's a part where Cat was like, yeah, um, Cedric was watching the set, mm-hmm. came up. And was like, hey, you know, I really love Jacette, blah, blah, blah. So okay. when Cat yeah, turned yeah. around and saw that Cedric telling that joke, it was like, okay, one he plus borrowed, one is equaling, is he borrowed, equaling two. He definitely, he definitely borrowed part of it. I won't say he borrowed the whole thing, but he borrowed, he borrowed the concept. I'll go one step further. Another reason why he decided this was time. No one is putting respect on Mark Curry's name. 
And he, Mark Curry is one of the few comedians. Honestly, when I think about this, why did I get chills? Okay, fine. I'm going to keep talking. Um, one of the few comedians I think of in the early 90s was hanging with Mr. Cooper, who, if... And Cat Williams has shown this through Wild and Out because he brought Mark Curry with him when they was on Wild and Out, where Mark Curry helped him when he entered the comedy game, craft and become the comedian that he is. So like Mark Curry would see him, he's like, "I'm going to mentor you a little bit." Never stole Cat Williams' material. He's like, "Try this, rework this, you know, add this to it, you know, like try it like this." So when you so I say this also. It's one thing to steal the joke. It's another thing to understand you stole a joke that someone else helped me make. And it's one thing to steal my material, but I know for a fact you stole this man's whole, everything that Mark Curry had in the 90s. Technically, Steve Harvey took it, flipped it, and made it into the Steve Harvey show. And they was like, oh, no. Because yep, hanging with Mr. Cooper. And, you know, it was funny. I never even thought about it. You mean the blueprint? Yeah. It was the blueprint. And at no point did Steve Harvey ever acknowledge it. My thing is, it's like, it's, and that's where it gets dicey, where I'm like, eh, Steve well, might not have known. He actually, well, Steve Harvey, because I was watching the Steve Harvey show, and mm-hmm. he was giving, at the end of his show, he gives inspirational speeches, and he was talking about, how he first got on the big screen on the Apollo, right? And you know, how, you know that whole process of him. Uh, you know, Dio Hughley was there, The Rock was there, right. Jamie Fox, and they all got booed. And then he went up, and got a standing ovation, and then he said, "From that, uh, he said, um, Sinbad took over the show. Then Sin, then Sinbad got Sinbad the show, right? And left. Then Mark Curry." was the host he got hanging with mr cooper and then he left right so he was following in the footsteps he was following the pattern that they went through but let me look up something because i want to make sure something real quick while y'all looking that up uh i'm gonna play a clip because um trick daddy responded to cat williams and Give, give me the context of what he said about Trick Daddy. So, I- from, so basically, Cat Williams and one of his stand-up had said basically that, it, it basically, hey, you can do anything, because look, Trick Daddy got a whole restaurant. Like, it basically was like, you can do anything you aspire to do, because look at this dude, Trick Daddy, who managed to do some shit. Now, Trick Daddy responded to it, and of course, you know, it is in the fashion that you 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 would imagine. And um, to tell you, to, to tell you the, to tell you the truth with this particular one, it it didn't do anything but backfire <laughs> on Trick Daddy. It really did. Um, because mm. I'm going to play you what Trick Daddy said, and then I'm going to play you Cat Williams' response. As soon as a certain site wants to load, and if it doesn't do it, okay, huh? okay, because y'all doing your little bullshit ads. Yeah, don't yeah, don't forget the commercials. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. While yeah, we're yeah. waiting for the commercials, have you subscribed to Three ABP's Patreon? We- Patreon, tell me more. Yes, well, with our Patreon, you get unreleased episodes. You <sighs> also get fre- um, older episodes that are no longer available on our platform, oh, and wow. you also get special treats. Would you like to know the special treats? Yes, I would. So we are currently working on a very, very special. What is it called? I can't think of the word. The word left my mind. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. You know what? This is Documentary. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The reasons you subscribe to our Patreon. One, we got a special, 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 and I mean special item that's going to be up for pre-order. And if you want to get the details of that, you should check it out. Because as we mentioned earlier during the show, we are going to be working on a keychain to celebrate August 5th. For those that don't know what August 5th, look up the Montgomery Brawl. We treat that as a holiday. <laughs> also, another reason you subscribe, bonus content that you will not get uh, being a regular listener. So by su- supporting the show through Patreon, you get access to bonus content, behind the scenes conversations, bonus whatever we can think of when we record not only that we are looking to create a brand new tier for those who want to do an additional three dollars making it a total of five so you get the bonus content plus access to old episodes you can listen to old episodes that are no longer available it's called the vault access we are going to be doing that but in the meantime for two dollars a month just two dollars a month two dollars you can save a hungry rob yeah, because I don't eat breakfast in the morning. I just go to help work. Rob. How big Rob eat breakfast? I eat in the one morning. meal. I eat one meal a day, and sometimes it's it's McDonald's, and I just cry myself to sleep. And you know what his favorite meal is? What? It's the corned beef sandwich at Subway. What? Support this podcast by subscribing to us all Patreon. You didn't need to say that. You didn't need to say that. Two dollars a month. Link is in the description. We appreciate you. That, 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 on that, to the that, all right, that, all right, that, on that to the clip, on to the clip. That, that was cold. That let's, was cold. Let's, let's, let's keep it moving. Excuse you. Now you want to button magic? Well, she was talking about corned beef sandwiches from Subway. No chance moving here, right? So whatever you say. Chicks. Before his response was so powerful that it's got everybody coming out the woodworks with a response. From the actual comedians that he called out yesterday to the goons of the comedians that he called out, everybody has something to say to Cat Williams. This time it's Trick Daddy. One thing I've learned so far is that even if you're a comedian, any rapper that you clown in one of your comedy skits, they don't forget it. Trick Daddy was not too happy with Cat Williams and with him going at his homie Ricky Smiley, this was the perfect chance for him to let Cat Williams know exactly how he was feeling. Not only that, but he also sent him a little threat telling him, yo, say my name one more time and see what happens. Now obviously he could have done without issuing any threats to him. But here's a video, tell me what you guys think. Do you guys think Trick Daddy crossed the line? Post comments below, squats by telling them like this video. I'll see you guys later. You know me, I'm the vigilante, right? Yeah, I'm the vigilante, right? All my life, all my career, I've been a nephew, a brother, a little cousin, a fan of Ricky Smiley. 
Cat Williams, your little pussy ass, get on on, on, on a sharp show and just and just get in your little bitch ass feeling and get in ways and you you say all type of shit you ain't supposed to say. See, there's a lot of shit about certain rap niggas I, I I could say, but I know it's some shit that I shouldn't say, so I don't say it. You know. Put your seatbelt on. I remember when the culture was was, was switching over. I just want to pause real quick. For those who are annoyed about the, the seatbelt thing, I'm telling you right now, he does not bother to fix this shit the entire fucking time. He's, I know. I'm like, sir, you don't care about your life. It probably doesn't fit across his belly. Shout out to Chicks. Because <laughs> I'm also hearing the music in the background. But look, I, I was like, look, TMZ was being silly. So I was like, here's a video. All right, let's keep going. And a lot of double OGs and triple OGs and OGs to the game didn't understand it. This they, is your conscious they, they were talking. About it. But me, I, I, I you know, I put on I your seatbelt and I, and I nitpick and I, and I choose what parts of it not to understand. Your camera person should be telling you to put on your seatbelt. It was hard to accept, right? That's when I realized. Shout out to Jamie Foxx who originally did this bit. We are not stealing your shit. You said some shit about the Bernie's chicken thing. This is your car talking. Put on your seatbelt. Nigga, put on your seatbelt. You said some slick shit about me and one of your stand up. Um, one of your stand up. You was you was being. Put on your motherfucking seatbelt. This should be as a put on your seatbelt. I just want to hear him say it's not true. Nigga, He's not saying that yet. Bulldagging, looking ass, fuck, nigga. Keep my name out your mouth. I'm not no comedian. I'm a street nigga first, okay? Street niggas know how to put on that seatbelt. Keep Ricky Smiley name out your mouth. Keep all OGs name out your mouth. If you don't like, you don't know nothing about putting on your seatbelt. Can we go back to whether or not it was true? I didn't think you was funny. I ain't never said I didn't like you. And I'm glad I didn't never say I didn't like you because me, by me not thinking you were funny, I actually saw you one day and I was laughing my ass off. I was crying laughing one day. Remember that little boy put you in the headlock? I was crying fucking laughing that day, nigga. Bitch ass, nigga. You, you scary curls, half perm wearing ass, nigga. Stop. Listen, man. Stop talking about other niggas to be relevant in the game, the trend. Because you was trending today, and I'm going to be trending tomorrow on your bitch ass. No, you won't. And I'm with whatever you with, nigga. And every nigga, every comedian, everybody who you told a story got, got more money than me and you. You on my level, bitch ass nigga. Ha <laughs> ha. The joke on you, bitch ass nigga. All them niggas is full. All them niggas is full. All right, so look, he he went off, and I want y'all to I want y'all to peep game. All right, so Kevin Williams does an interview, right? He does this interview. He goes on Club Shay Shay. Meanwhile, people are responding, mm-hmm. like Rob was saying. Can we get back to the point whether you're going to refute something or not? Now, in Trick Daddy's defense. Trick Daddy was speaking on the fact that Cat Williams made a joke about him. So 
This is not about him having to prove anything. That actually did happen. Okay. So he was like, why are you talking about Ricky Smiley? So I see what you're saying. Like, well, was Cat Williams lying? But Trick Daddy wasn't there so much to defend Ricky Smiley's. He was there to defend Trick Daddy. Okay. That's what this is about. Okay. Because I kid you not, had Cat Williams never made a joke about Trick Daddy, you might have a less aggressive response if he felt the need to respond. He might came out and say, hey, yo, you wrong about that. I knew this man, blah, blah, blah. He might have not. He might have really toned it down. But he went at Cat Williams the way a rapper would go at a comedian that's upset. Mm-hmm. But, again, peep game. Cat Williams is doing an interview. You know what happens usually when you're doing an interview? You might be on tour. So this did not. This did not yield the results that Trick Daddy thought he was going to get. I know what you're about to play. What's happening? Even if you're ugly, for the first time in history, you can make it. All through history, beautiful people got beautiful shit. What did ugly people get? How the fuck would I know? Basically, you you end up getting nothing but Cat Williams ethering you all over again. Yeah, like that's just that's just really like you know what it is at this this point. And I'm and I'm checking because right now Cat Williams is touring. I was actually looking up the tickets uh, on Christmas. Because he has a show in Atlantic City, uh-huh. and a family member was interested in going, so that's how I knew that this man was already on the road. So there was a method to his madness. Yes, uh, method to the madness, and also, um, it might not. It honestly really could have been like you know what I'm on tour, but I got time and I want to stop by the show because I see people. Saying some stuff. I feel like cleaning the air. I feel like opening some closets. So it really might have just been, I'm going to do this as a matter of fact. It wasn't even about I'm on tour. Because Cat Williams Williams feels that Cat Williams doesn't need to do any type of theatrics to sell his tickets. But this was just one of those, let me go ahead and get a couple shots in right quick. I'm going to make time. So facts. So I'm sending this to you. Just to have so you can send to people who you don't like. Oh. Oh. Not like 
because I was gonna say for people I don't uh, for people I don't like I don't even bother but but I appreciate it I may use it (laughs) so so far that was funnier than what I saw on uh, Netflix so you know he was bragging on on the interview oh I got 12 Netflix specials and all this stuff I went on there and I put the name Cat Williams in hit the button I only saw two hold on did he say I got 12 specials on Netflix or that he has 12 specials in general? I got to go back to what he, I, I, I got to go back to the interview. The way he worded it. He painted a picture like he had 12 yeah. Netflix specials. Yeah. The way he worded it. If, if you like when I listened to the interview a second time, the first time I was like, you ain't got no 12 specials on Netflix. But, but he was saying, cause he took a pause. He's like, I have 12 specials and I have not like, he said some, the way he said it, he does have 12 specials. Yes. Um, the way he says it, two of them are on Netflix, but the way he says it, it sounds like it's, it sounds like he's saying he has 12 oh, Netflix specials. See, see, yeah. I wish he had done a real interview. I honestly do because I wanted to know more about this guy and find out more about him. And that's one of the things that, again, it rubbed me the wrong way was Cat Williams had to be right in everything he said. Like, like, like Shannon Sharp couldn't be right about anything. Like he got it wrong. Like it didn't matter what he, you could be talking about, you know, you know, you know, Shannon could have said, "Cat, uh, cat." So you said the sky was blue, right? I did not say the sky was blue. What I said was the light was refracting off of the troposphere. Just no, you're saying the same thing. <laughs> I, I, I like it. Just rubbed me the wrong. Like, like, like. Why can't you just answer a question, man? You know, it, it, it just bothered me. It just bothered me. I don't know why. <laughs> I, because Cat Cat did uh, pose a lot of questions back to Shannon, but the way I saw that was more like, I'm going to put you in my shoes so you can better understand it, because Shannon, you know, being an athlete, Cat was basically saying, well, you know what, you're asking me a question, let me take it and put it in this context, because you being an athlete. There are times you're going to get criticism. There are times that people are going to come at you a certain way or telling you that you're not as good as you're striving to be. Right. So when Kat did that, I saw that as, okay, I see what he he's doing. So every time Shannon had something, a question, it was, let me put this in a better perspective. Now, when you're also going in for an interview, you want people to answer it straight, but my thing about this too, it if wasn't you're an not interview, a, though, remember this wasn't an interview. It that, was a talk. That's what makes it. Yeah, that's what makes it. And and so I had to go back and say, okay, it was a conversation. I, it was I, look, yeah. a, conver- a con- conversation interview. I'm going to look at it like this. The man was talking. Mm-hmm. The man was talking, and the, this was which and what what Shannon was doing was no different than if Cat was on Drink Champs. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. because. To me, at this point, if we're going to say an interview, if you really want an interview, you want uh, something where it is like in depth, then you are most likely going to have to pay attention to who? Journalists. You're going to have to go to 
something that's less about entertainment and more about informing. Yes. Club Shay Shay is basically, you know, informing. Like when we have guests on 3BP, mm-hmm. we do an interview. We do an interview style. But yes. we've had guests on here that it toggles between an interview, but then it's also very much entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Those who we know personally, it becomes more entertainment. Yeah. Uh, those who we don't, it's really much that much an interview and then if you see them again at this point they're just lounging they're just lounging with us so pay attention to the form now i'm gonna be honest yeah uh because rob you asked how often like what specials of cat have you watched and you know what's funny i had to really think about it because when it comes to comedians I always capture the clips. I always yes. go to the clips. I yep. never really sit down and watch a, a whole show that they do, with the exception of a couple, and that really, believe it or not, has been fluffy. Yeah. Out of oh, all the comedians. Oh, by the way, I wasn't challenging you. Like, no, no, well, I know. I, no, no, I was, no. I, I know asking. you were asking because, yeah. like, I have no problem with Cat Williams. Problem, rather it be... um something problematic that was that was put in the media or just you know his comedy i've always enjoyed cat williams because of dude you know dude style like Mm -hmm. really and for those who's like well cat ain't really funny he made you laugh in boondocks like let's 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 be real a pimp named slickback yeah that is funny i'm like that's cat williams so for those who like well he ain't funny yeah he made you laugh in boondocks y'all but Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but the thing about this, the the biggest thing about him sitting down with Shannon Sharp, who honestly I had I had slight problem with that because I'm like, dude, it wasn't that long ago you tried to be funny and said something about Meg Thee Stallion, and that shit backfired on you immediately, and you had to come back and you apologized to Meg, who's yet to say anything. Uh, so which, which one, Cat or Shannon? Shannon. Apparently Joe Budden's taking back what he said about um, Megan the Stallion. Also, listen, I'm not playing this game. We with these we, we we'll talk about that another day. Well, no, it could be in part to shake the table because okay. a lot of shit been going on. But the biggest thing I want to pull from mm-hmm. that I'm pulling from uh, this sit down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that Cat said a lot of things. A lot of people responding. We also have Harvey Weinstein's list, which I actually want to get to. Epstein. Epstein. I made the same Actually. mistake. Don't yeah, I, listen, <laughs> one of that that problematic dude. Yeah. Uh, um, May I interject? So just to let you know, according to his Wikipedia, he has on in 2006 he had live Let a Play a Play and the Pimp Chronicles that was on HBO. On 2007 he had American Hustle the movie and it's Pimp and Pimp. Oh. Um, HBO also. 2008 is Pimpin' Peep, Pimpin' Pimpin', HBO. 2012, Cat Apocalypse, Showtime. 2014, Priceless Afterlife, HBO. 2018, 2022, Great America, World War Three. I think there's another one coming out on Netflix. Now, here's wh- where I realized what he was getting at when he said the 12 specials, because that's not 12 specials I just read, right? That was two, four, six, eight. He also has specials that was on Netflix that had been taken, taken off and And that's what I figured happened too. Yeah, because yeah. he also says um, Pimpadelic, which is a documentary, and Why We Laugh, Black Comedians on Black Comedy. I th- But that's I don't think that's his. But Pimpadelic is his. So I just wanted to put that okay. out there. Yeah, that makes gotcha. a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and and the thing about the, like I said, the thing about the interview is that it, it, pulled, out a, it pulled out a lot. Cat addressed um, wearing a dress, 
He talked about it a lot. And one of the things that we've been seeing, especially within the past year, is how the entertainment industry or Hollywood basically is Holly weird, you know? Yeah. On so many levels. Yes. And Kat pulled out some stuff. And the, the way that Kat and Shannon's um, conversation hit, and then we also get this list coming out. And then if you factor a lot of stories that came out back last year, you know, with, you know, whether it be, whether it be about Puff, whether it be about just, you know, all these things coming out about these celebrities and the yes. whole nine. Yeah. Even to shocking stories that it's just like, well, damn, this just everything is coming out the woodworks. This had hit at a relatively diff, uh, delicate time, mm. you know? And so I saw conversations on Twitter. Like, oh, y'all quick to go on each other. Like, black and full, blah, 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 blah. Somebody was like, well, name, you know, name white comedians. Because do white comedians do this? Do they go on shows? And do they talk about blah, 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 blah. And, you know, some people chimed in like, yeah, you, you think other people, you you think black people are the only ones that go at each other? Like, stop. Yeah. You know? um, And then this also bought out the legacies. Because, like. You know, Mark Cooper. Mm-hmm. Like, I love hanging with Mr. Cooper. I actually watched Is a it clip. Cooper or Curry? Curry. It's Mark. hanging with Mr. Cooper. Curry, uh, but it's Mark Curry. Okay, but okay. like, but okay. yeah, but listen, it's easy to conflate the two because we remember hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and then it wasn't that long ago that even on the show we we talked about a story where he experienced discrimination. Yeah. Because this man is a comedic legend and he doesn't get enough flowers. Like, Cat went in. Like, whether you like his comedy or not, he was he was going in and he was actually defending again. He was defending Bernie Mac. He was defending Mark. He was calling people out. And this isn't the first time he's called somebody out. You know, he called out Tiffany yeah. Haddish. Yeah. You know, and he let and he let it be known. Now, the thing about it is um, whether people like it or, or not, you know, some people are saying, well, he's just, you know, dissing on everybody. Da, 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 da. It's like, okay, he's doing that. But um, he said something. And if, if folks aren't, you know, coming at him to defend himself, that's one thing. Some people may think, whatever, I got money. I don't care what he says. Okay. But what sticks with me is the fact that he defended two legacies. Yeah. And that talk. three. Three. Because yeah, he even gave, he's like D.L. Hughley. And I was like, mm. I don't, yeah. I get both. <laughs> but also, one thing I want to point out is that he has... During this whole time, he has not retracted or said anything, right? More people have came out saying what Cat Williams has done for them. Yep. And one thing I think about, I was like, I think about like he, like Lunell, Red Grant, um, the one comedian that I think, did you send it or did I, did I see it and I should have wanted to send it? There was a comedian who said that he did a performance. He wasn't making a lot of money. And Cat was like, I really like this. I really like you. I'll call, give me your number. I'll call you. You did. You sent that. Okay. And the guy was like, oh no. And he put me on tour. He gave me some money. Dion Cole came out, said I did a performance and Cat, I didn't see Cat, but then he apparently was in the audience. This woman came up, hit me with some money and was like, that was me for my performance he's like i was really low on money i needed it and so like i just think 
yeah and cat williams does this thing and i think he's always done it that's why i think i appreciate him and i'm also looking at him like side eye and also what he said about tiffany Addish. i just want to say we're, kevin hart like okay this, i'm saying two thoughts at once let me finish one thought one cat williams is willing to mentor and bring people along to get them where they need to be yes lunell's career i won't say lunell's career was ever struggling but lunell's career really didn't blow up until cat williams said this woman is funny as all get out ray grant has had a successful like um radio thing and did his political thing and people really know Ray Grant because of Cat Williams and like you think about people he's helped they've been solidified even if we don't know them all the time like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like that um but also too the whole um if you if you want to get on this whole dress thing just to let you know a lot of white actors have been in dresses and have dressed as women now you want to know Robin the diff- Williams rest in peace Robin Williams Chris yeah. Evans um Robert um Robert De Niro I'm um, Dane Cook was it Dane Cook I don't remember the list please forgive me if it was not Dane Cook I take that back that's a retraction right now but a lot of them so I just think that when we say well African well, men have to get on by putting on a dress well no the real question is is like he's asking about your integrity that's like yeah a lot of women don't want to have sex scenes in movies and their career stalls out and that's their integrity like so what he really wants to get at with people where I think once you get past the salaciousness of what he said is why is it that comedic material is not protected because that's IP that's intellectual property it needs to be protected and other comedians just blow it in the face and steal your material why is it that people associated with all these different acts are not not moving up the ranks listen Ricky Smiley has a lot of um, damning allegations but that he won't let his people do stuff outside of the Ricky Smiley morning show. And that one of them is Gary with the T. Gary with the T was originally supposed to be on Fox Soul with Funky Dineva, Claudine, um, Claudia Jordan, and Al Reynolds. Ricky Smiley wouldn't let him do it. And he said, if you do it, I'm firing you. So mm-hmm. you taking away this man's primary source of income for just a side hustle that's only like two or three times a week. Um, and the same with the brat. Like the brat barely could get on Dish Nation. And that, that makes you ask, like, why is Ricky Smiley doing that? Um, who else? who has steve harvey mentored and brought up the ranks who i want someone to tell me that who like but bernie mac bernie mac would give opportunities and bernie mac also was like would give you hints like there's people who said after a show bernie mac was like you should do this you should try this you should do something different like oh that was something i wanted to bring up darby tucker talked about how bernie mac had to go after go on after a bombed comedian they purposely set him up he went on after a comedian that had just bombed and he was it was like his first or second show or very early in his career and he changed energy and that's how they knew he was a talent a force to be reckoned with so and even flame monroe has said bernie mac has said you're going to be good at this it's going to take some time it's a little different so all i'm all i think is what cat williams is doing is he's realigning like yeah these people up here have the money have the power have the fame why are they lying they can keep a lot of people's name out their mouths like steve harvey will never have to mention bernie mac in his life ever again he could always just talk about the things that has happened in his life but he mentions bernie mac every chance he's get so like for someone who i think would catch i want to go a little spiritual hippy dippy even though i said in 2024 i was going to try to stay away from the spiritual hippy dippy stuff for someone who has decided to live their life with as much integrity and as honest as he can even if we don't like how he says it how he does it how he portrays it he has committed to living his life a very authentic truthful life he's like i might tell a joke but i won't tell a lie 
for him to see you go on a big platform with another black man and lie and just discredit or like throw me under the bus when you could just kept my name out your mouth listen i know that feeling real well keep my name out your mouth you don't got you don't have to bring my name up for anything and you decide to bring my name well let me show you what hell looks like or let me show you what your fall from grace is going to look like because i'm not going to have this fall from grace because i'm protected because I, I i'll tell a joke but i won't tell a lie now some of the stuff he says yeah he did that i'm like embellish embellish the whole i read three thousand books when i was a kid homie i'm not sure if you did or did not but i'm not going to challenge you on that but what i will say is he is an avid reader he is someone that stays up on the news he is someone that so again he was like as when you go and listen to his comedy specials like i did listen to one like a few like i'm gonna say maybe like i listened to one of his his 2012 or 2000 the catapocalypse one he ain't mentioned none of these men he talked about everything else so why you gotta bring my name up why ricky Sm- like again why is ricky smiley bringing up friday after ne- next friday friday why why because yeah, that's where it started like why you even sir you got a whole tv show talk about your tv not tv show talk about your radio show talk about you, you being a q talk about like him and that's another thing i don't think cat williams realized two out two out of three or maybe three out of four of the people he talked about are in for are in fraternities and i think that's why he said in the illuminati and also with the ludicrous thing look listen he brought ludicrous back out to rap i'm happy about that and michael blackson was right every last person on here can eat for the next three months if they play their cards right tiffany haddish could restart her career right now if she was to like get clean and go and start doing jokes again right um michael blackston can make jokes and say hey i got appearances kevin hart did it he's like i got a movie coming out go watch it but you don't still have don't have to mention that man's name in your mouth and they still mention his, his name and i'm like see that's what he's talking about just take yeah. this eat eat from this and go make your money yeah yeah uh, one thing i noticed too is of you know which which gives which gives him credit to what he's saying about the people that he targeted. You know the person he really didn't target that harshly is Kevin Hart, and who, Kevin had the biggest response. Yeah, <laughs> and that irks me. Yeah, like I I, I think I'm, I think the only thing the only point he made about him was the fact that it didn't seem like he supported that he was like a gatekeeper. He is, and that he didn't really support other comedians trying to come up and you know he didn't use his influence to help you know foster the way you know uh um cad williams did for other people i want to ask okay so we had the plastic cup boys right why aren't they like they had their comedy special to me they have always stayed under kevin hart writing for him they should have broken up Broke, not broken up, but broken out after the Plastic Cup Boys. We should know who Spank Horton's um, new TV shows are, comedy specials are. I think they're all on the Kevin Hart platform, so you have to subscribe to it and get it that way. My thing is, like, when I look at Kevin on stage, Kevin on stage brings everyone up with him. And that chick, Angel, like, she's an actress, but she's coming up with him, and he's very clear about it. So what Kevin, what Cat Williams is asking is, why are your people still under you like that? When they should have broken out and had made a name for themselves because they're that genuinely funny. And no offense to Tiffany Haddish. I love Tiffany Haddish. I think her book was amazing. I think some of her comedy is good at times. Does he block? Is is he blocking them from that? I don't know if he's blocking them from that or he's not even helping them get the deal. Like there's a level of go out there and eat. Like, you know, people like which dear African-American people. Can we stop? 
Can we please stop telling each other to pull each other up by the boat bootstraps? It's not a real thing. It's not. It's a lie. It's a lie from the pits of hell that they gaslight us to do so we could always continue to struggle. Because if I hear one more person say, oh, my mom gave me $20,000 to help buy a house. Or uh, my, you know, my my grandfather left me a whole bunch of stock that was worth, you know, this. And I was able to do what I needed to do because it's worth $50,000 now. Can we stop the BS of telling our kids and telling people we love go research it for yourself pull yourself up by the bootstraps that's not how this world works that is energetically incorrect and what you're really doing to yourself is you're keeping your community at a at a baseline level when we should be growing and i think that's what cat williams is really trying to get us to see these people who are saying we're so great we're so this why don't we see who they mentored come up mark curry can say i mentored cat williams cat williams was like yeah i was mentored by um mark curry and we can see him how he blew up his career and he can also say i help i help mentor or i help lunell and red grant yeah. and he doesn't have to because he's humble but those people said no cat williams helped put me on and people have, like even gary owens going gary owens is like they wanted to give me raggedy ass stuff I- go ahead sorry Williams went on Shannon Sharp's podcast, Club Shay Shay, and nobody was safe, brother. Nobody. Here's my thing. Cat talked about Cedric the Entertainer. He talked about D.L. Hughley, and good and bad. I'm not just saying this isn't all bad. He talked about Mark Curry, Steve Harvey, Ricky Smiley. My name came up. Uh, Tiffany Haddish, Wanda Smith. Uh, let me think. Am I forgetting? Let me see. He started off. The thing is, he comes in. Guns are blazing. It's not even like a feeling out portion of the show. Cat just came in and immediately went in on Ricky. It all started with Friday. And as I'm watching it, and here's the thing, here's the thing about Cat. We all got opinions on comedians. And Cat doesn't hold his opinion back. I do. I, I, I'll be honest with you. There's some comedians I find funny. Some I find hacky. I just don't. I don't feel the need to air it to the to the masses. I'll I'll keep that to myself because I like to be Switzerland in all this. I like to be. I, I, Kevin Hart got it with. I remember when Chris Brown and uh, Drake had the beef. Right later on, they came together, did a music. They did a song, did a music video together, and I remember Kevin was cool with both. Kevin was cool with Chris, and he was cool with Drake. Like really cool with both. And I was thinking, hmm. How's Kevin going to navigate this? Because some people, man, when when you got beef, they're like, either you're with me or against me. And I'm more Switzerland. I I tend to try to get along with everybody. You never know when work's going to come your way. Somebody might have a project or thinking of you. So I kind of keep, if I have anything negative, just out and out negative for no reason, unsolicited, I tend to keep it to myself. Now, if you if you talk shit about me or... The Monique situation years ago when she compared Will Packer to Harvey Weinstein. I spoke up on that because Will's my friend. He's put me in three movies, produced one of my comedy specials, and I was just like, you know, I don't know your beef with Tyler. I don't know your beef with with uh, Oprah. That has nothing to do with me. But you spoke on my friend. You compared him to, you know, a sexual predator, and I didn't like it. So I just spoke up, and that was kind of out of character of me. But I'm not going to say I'm never going to speak up going to stand up for myself uh if you're talking shit about me but uh as far as like just unsolicited going in on people i that's just not me cat's different you ask cat a question 
he's going to give you his answer unfiltered, unsolicited. Uh, and, it, and it, you know, you could get mad about it or you'd be like, that's really how he feels. But regardless whether you agree or you disagree with what Kat is saying on Shannon Sarge's podcast, you're watching. It's getting everybody's attention because people are commenting on it. He went in on Faison. Who's my boy? I love Faison. But then Faison started making posts on Instagram that I'm laughing at. So the same, at the same time, I'm looking at Cat going, oh, I'm looking at Faison going, oh. Now, if I see Cat, I'm still going to be cool with Cat. Cat's always been cool with me. He's done some cool things for me in my life. Faison, still going to be cool with Faison. That's my boy. And even then, I could, I could talk to Cat about Faison and not have to go in on Faison. I could talk to Faison about Cat and not feel like I have to – to, you know, piggyback it and, and going on cap. I, you know, I, I just sit and listen and laugh at it all. Because if you're a comedian and you're a true stand-up comedian, we're offense-proof. We, we cannot be offended by anything. We, we, we can catch strays. We can catch arrows like everybody else. And we always say, like, just be honest. Don't say something behind my back. Whether you like Cat or not, he's not going to talk behind your back. However he feels about you, that's how he feels about you. Now, he did say one thing. Um, he talked about Ricky Smiley, and he talked about when Ricky Smiley went on Club Shay Shay, Shannon Sharp's podcast, which is a great podcast, especially for, I know I'm a white guy, but for my demographics, and I'll get into that in a minute, what Kat said about me, but for my demographics, you know, Club Shay Shay, I'd rather go on Club Shay Shay than Joe Rogan. Um, even though, okay, I, I got to get into, the, I got to unpack this, this, this podcast because Kat made a comment where he said, uh, why you think Gary Owen, who's a white guy has been doing standup for 25 years, hasn't crossed over. And when he said it, I was like, wait a minute, was that a good thing or bad thing? And I literally had to go to Twitter and start asking people, was I catching strays or what was that? And they was like, no, they were saying you haven't sold your soul. That's why you haven't crossed over. You've been consistently you, and that's why you haven't, quote, unquote, crossed over. So I was like, oh, okay, that made sense. Now, I'm not going to get into it, but I've been uh, – I, I was in an awkward situation one time where I can't say for 100% this person was trying to make me do something, casting couch type deal, but it felt like it. And I was like, is this – is this – is this that point where I've always heard, would you suck a dick for a million dollars? And I was thinking to myself when I was in this office going, in this room going, well, this is the, I'm, I'm about to answer this question. And the answer was no, I wouldn't. So, <laughs> so that was, that was something when I went and looked on Twitter because I saw where he asked that question. People yeah. went in and said, nah, he was saying you ain't, you know, it's all like you said. Right, right. But I felt like that was, you know, really important because there's so much coming out about what goes on behind the scenes. People coming out and talking about something that happened to them when they were trying to get on, when they were trying to get a movie role, when they were trying to get a record deal and the whole nine. So that's why Cat. Basically coming in guns blazing, like I said, it hit at such a, a real delicate time, you know, because 
at the, at this at this point, it's better to mess with that because I've even given up. But like that's why I said this came out at so much a delicate time. And I also side note because Gary Owen is a, is a comedian I like. And to your question again, I've actually watched Gary Owen Gary Owen's special. I li- I like Gary. Yeah, Gary Gary is the 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 comedian that gets invited to the cookout, and I kind of feel like that's always been. Uh, uh, a th- a thing when we talk about who gets invited to the cookout i feel like gary owen is on that that list i don't know if i agree with him on his interpretation Be- well the only context i know of when people saying you crossed over is in music and the definition of a crossover artist is somebody that crosses over to a different demographic he he's he's meaning crossover as in you sold out that that's that's whether it be crossover or sold out you know like it comes to you know if it comes to music it's you sold out right but you never really hear of that in particular to um the the film industry well well, hold on let me give you an example of what i'm talking about like say for example run dmc and aerosmith doing walk this way that's a crossover hit. Right. Crossover, but see what he's saying in this particular stance, it's you can sit on the, the bench, you can struggle, you can basically you can basically make five hundred dollars a night off a show, or you can cross over, i.e. sell out. Mm-hmm. Do this type of role that we want you to do. Okay, I got, I, I got and you. And now you're set, which goes to what Chris was saying earlier when Cat was pointing out integrity. Which, and sorry, uh, Chris, I didn't like. I didn't want to be like, ah, pause. I did that because like you was hitting on the very reason I had his clip set up because he's about to talk about that very thing. So like you just had created a perfect segue. <laughs> so okay the, all right this is and this is the thing because uh as a whole we hear a lot of these stories yeah you know uh actors come out later and talk about how how they felt um and and, and no and no series is without at least one person feeling some type of way whether it had been star wars right mm-hmm. whether it had been friday apparently mm-hmm. you know like there is scenes and and moments where people's like yeah i'm not cool with that i'm not good with this i'm not doing that and then when that is said suddenly they get less opportunities mm-hmm. or um they they only get typecast in certain roles and you know they never move forward um which it's um uh, annoying like me personally i liked when i saw damon wayne's playing different parts mm-hmm. you know I actually liked seeing Chris Tucker to an extent play different parts, you know, like because you see people get typecast for certain roles and it's like, damn, can you do something else? You know, because there's actors that honestly, they always get typecast for playing something that I don't know if they even comfortable playing, but it seems that's what everybody wants them to play. I think though, if you're a talented enough actor, you can break out of that. Even if you've done only one type of role problem though, you're right. And if you're a talented actor, you can break out of it, but honestly it shouldn't even be a thing. And this is, this is where it comes full circle. You shouldn't have to break out of anything. 
You, you shouldn't. You're right. Yeah, you shouldn't you're have right. to break out of anything. Now, it's only when you struggle with other type of roles. All right. So, like, let's talk about Onyx, right? Let's talk about Onyx real quick. Right. When you see one of the members from Onyx in the movie, they literally got these characters. They literally have these rappers playing, you know, a street hustler, right? And sometimes a heel. Mm-hmm. They've never yeah. been on the good side of the, the, the game. Like, they've never been the one person you can root for that entire, like, film, right? right? They give them fucked up roles, and I've always hated that. I'm like, and if you're at least going to have them play as a villain, have them really play as the villain. Yes. Not a heel, not somebody's, you know, like, underling. Yeah. Let them be in that role. Yeah. Because yeah. if we listen to the group, they've never played to somebody else. Yeah. Right? And actually, in all that rap music, you was their victim. Right. <laughs> so that was something that always annoyed me. But they're not really actors like that. These are just... I, I think this person would be good for this role. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, so it's I not like they was... I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's not yeah. like they were about to be like, oh, why are you just going to give me this? You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, I wonder if they thought, damn, it would be nice to kind of do something different, you know, because yeah. I got to... I'm hard body all day, and I don't act. This is just me, right. you know? So maybe that's the thing. So I kind of I kind of look at it like for actors even more so. I'm like, no, this is your deal. You're not a rapper crossing over in the film. Right. We'll put right. it that way. Right. Um, you're literally an actor. You might be an actor that plays a rapper in a movie, Hustle right. and Flow. Yep. Right? Um, but you should have more parts. Do stuff. And what Kat is talking about is essentially like, yo, you know what? Where's your integrity? You know, yeah. And then if it's not that, you know, why is it that you're not given opportunities? Yeah. You yeah, know, or why yeah. are you stealing from another person? Yeah. You know, like, why are you doing that? Especially if they knew getting on. Uh, and also, um, to your point, I don't think Cat Williams brought Ludacris out to rap. Because Ludacris, right before the Thanksgiving holiday, Announced he actually was working on a project. He was back in the studio. Right, but he but, brought him out with that freestyle. But to get him freestyling, yes, deluded. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll say that. Like, yeah, he got him freestyling. But I, I think, I think in that particular case, Luda was already like there. Just oh well, shit. Now we get something because there's a freestyle. Just like we're going to probably get a random song sooner or later from some rapper who's mad because Cat Williams called him out and he's going to release the track. Because I'm like, you too old to be... F- Come on, dude. You're like, y'all y'all too old to even be beefing the streets. And Cat ain't going to beef with you. And honestly, too, um, and I, I, I said this and I'll say it again, um, with comedians, don't push that hand. Don't push that hand. Because one person that was mentioned in that interview... Because I told you about it. When he pulled up Wanda, let me tell you, I felt that was a bad. I don't even want to. I don't even want to play it. But I'm going to tell you, if you look up Cat Williams on Wanda's show, he ethered her so bad on her own show. They, they are no longer on that network. Like, talk about talk about what can happen if you test a comedian. Let me tell you, we had Gaston on this show. Gastor could spit my sandwich right now. <laughs> I don't know why he would do it. 
But I can tell you right now, <laughs> the way it would get approached, it'd be like, now, hey, man, you ain't had to spit my sandwich, <laughs> man. You ain't had that. Anybody else, it'd have been like, well, that's me catching the case. But, you know, Gaston, I'm like, no, bro, why you spit my sandwich? <laughs> now, you wrong, dog. You wrong. <laughs> you ain't got to go do that, man. But no, so, like, but no, actually, you spit my sandwich. I don't care what you are. We, we got problems. <laughs> like, what the fuck you doing? You going to leave? Look, it'd be like, you going to give me, you going to cash at me right now. I know you good for it. But no. Um, but seriously, that is the thing. And she learned a harsh lesson, which is why I have a healthy fear of comedians. Because I'm like, yo, that's what they do. It's for an living. art form. You do this for a living. Yeah. Next to rap, the next the next scariest art form is honestly comedy, because you make a living getting on people. Yeah. Also, yeah. I maybe this is for part two because okay. shaking the table because somebody has a Netflix special out and you know that already pissed uh, people off. Um. And I'm really, and I, I felt like anytime he was trying to, he was trying to, he, we're going to get into it, okay. but they, we talk about Netflix uh, specials, but we got a part two shit. We should yeah, be getting just part to two. Wrap, yeah. Just to wrap up my final thoughts on it though. I hope that Cat Williams ends, doesn't, doesn't say anything else. Like, I feel like he used the space for a specific, you know, mission to basically ether certain people and bring up certain people, and I think that it's done now. I think if he says anything else, it lessens his mission because then it becomes more about himself, I feel. Oh, he's not saying nothing. I think the next time we'll hear him speak will be during a comedy special. Yeah. If these individuals put their put his name in their mouth again. Yeah. So I just want to say, because I was wondering about this, and I just want to confirm, going back to Trick Daddy, Cat Williams definitely is on tour. Trick Daddy put his foot in his mouth because I got worried if that was an old clip. So I had to find the name of the tour. February 17th, Atlantic City. Cat Williams, the Dark Matter tour. When Cat Williams responded to Trick Daddy and called him all types of names, right? right, That literally is off the Dark Matter tour. So, Rob, I am sorry. I am very sorry to say this very sorry ain't nobody safe cat williams is going to be get ready for more videos of cat williams having something to say because this man is on tour he's paying attention and he's addressing people right then and there. He's not waiting to go on another on another Club Shay Shay episode. He's not waiting for Drink Champs. He's not waiting for Hot 9-7. He's not waiting for 3AB Podcast. Come through. He's not waiting for 3AB Podcast. He's not waiting. He's 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 out. He's out there. He's guns, he's guns blazing. He's doing this thing. If Trick Daddy calling out him with those kids... Ain't stopped this man's career. Nah, this dude is on a mission. And he even said in his talk with Shannon that, you know, he's 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 speaking truth. This man ain't this man is well, this when, man is doing his thing. Well when he said, well, the uh when he basically ended that woman's career on that show and Shannon said, Why did you even you know, why did you do that? 
And he said, you know, I'm a co- he, he said, I'm a comedian first and foremost. So that told me right then and there that, uh, yeah, you want to bring truth to light and all that stuff. But you're also, you know, using this as a platform to promote yourself. Well, to be to be really honest, though, you should be able to do both. I think you should be able to be a comedian, still put your truth out there, because when something happens in the industry, okay, we're a podcast. If somebody decided to interview us mm-hmm. and say, well, you know, why did y'all go off on such and such? And it's just like, we're a podcast and that's, that's just what we do. We like, we, we're going to talk. If you come up in the news, we feel it's newsworthy. We feel like talking about it. We got thoughts on it. We're going to talk about it. We're mm-hmm. not, we're not going to hide a hand. We're not. There's only that. That's just what it is. I think you can you can multitask, and also too, um, the stuff he was talking about. Some of that was heavy, and I think if certain people hadn't come out and said something that he thought was bullshit and accused them of something first, he might have skated a little bit on that. And I ain't saying he wouldn't have came on there and threw some shots, right. but he might have held back a little bit. Right. But to what happened when he was on wanda's show wanda started with him and because she was a comedian she thought oh well i'm gonna you know i'm gonna dunk on cat when he actually was trying to talk he got asked a question and he was trying to talk about you know what he does for his kids yeah she wanted to try to call him out he said okay you're doing this. So I'm going to do the same to you. Yeah. But when she started getting defensive and trying to dismiss him, downplay, he said, all right, gloves off. And what's crazy enough, okay. she still had a show after that. It's just the producers, you know, and the network looked and they was like, oh, this ain't good. I just want to also say mm. he he mentioned he does not punch down. So everything he could have talked about that woman about, he didn't. He only stayed on what she gave him. Hmm. Yeah. And also with everyone. Now, Trick Daddy. No, no, he ain't punched down on Trick Daddy. He ain't punched down on that. I guess the only person he he really punched down on was Kim Kardashian. That was a punch down. I don't think that was a punch down. You called the woman a hoe. We are living in the big red, not big red. What's her name? Sexy red culture right now. Like. It's, it's honestly skims just went up 15 percent by understand. that look 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 skims went up 15 percent look look i'm I, I get i get the reason why he attacked other people so far everything sounds pretty accurate and fair except for that one again and i did i did point out why he had big robs for the hoes <laughs> that should be a shirt <laughs> <laughs> we, all right, you know what? I think with that. I think mean, I mean going that. Uh, let's wrap yeah, part one up, this. and we'll end this. But I did say why he did that. He it was a whole moment where Prince had a concert. He was trying to call Cat up to the stage. Kim went up instead of Cat. Prince had to tell Kim to go sit her tail down, and then Cat went up. So Cat still had a reason to say something to Kim. Yo, it ain't always about you. And he just used a, a colloquial slang word that we do not appreciate, which is W-H-O-R-E. He didn't say how he, because he called her W-H-O-R-E. Oh, but that's even worse. Horrible Decisions is a podcast that I like to listen to sometimes. Thank you. Whore and ho. Mm. And that uh. ass over. Shake it fast. 
you know, pitching. I, I, and tricks. Can I can I ask a question <laughs> for us to go out on this and yeah. we can talk about it? Yeah. If you got BBL, how do you sit on the toilet? At what? Oh, on the next episode of Three ABP. <laughs> um. So I'm going to be honest. We just used an acronym I am not familiar with. Brazilian butt lift. All right, so look, look, look. Random thoughts that hit while you're taking a shower in the morning. And I just want to know, if you got a big ass, I mean, how do you sit on the toilet? Do you, like, can you magically inflate it and then reinflate it? I, I just, just. All right. Um, Probably so. like a bean bag. I feel, I feel like it's, it's like a sitting on a bean bag. Support the hoes. <laughs> This is turning into Friday. We gotta go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on to all right. So yeah, on to the next topic. I'm uh, glad we talked about that as thoroughly as we did, though, because that gave me more insight. So, uh, stay tuned for part two, where we talk more about the list, the names we saw on it, and um, how we feel about it, and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, normally Big Rob's got a pop thought. Um, hey, you got like you got like two minutes if you oh, want to drop one we, right quick. Oh man, we burned the whole. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I said this is going to be a part one and a part like, two. Shake the table. Yeah, that's what just, it's called. Yeah, just like Will Smith. Um, I just wanted to. We are know. not getting sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I did an impression of Cat Williams. I hope a pretty good that. one. Yeah. Sorry, Cat. If you were offended by that, uh, the the but he he, he it was kind of good. Sorry. No, I am not offended. What I am is repulsed by the. Uh, let me stop, dude. That's I'm, I'm sorry. Cat, <laughs> cat. I got nothing but I got nothing but respect for you as as a human being, and that's just and that's just truth. I'm just being honest. Because at first I was like, yeah, this is kind of cruddy, but now that I understand the full scope. I, you know, I think you're a good guy. Anyway, um, I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to just remind people that as long, I, I, I want to put this in a certain context because sometimes it's not true, but as long as something is still worth having in your life, do not give up on it whatsoever. Sometimes you're going to feel like, why am I? Sometimes you just don't want to even get up out of bed. Sometimes you're just going to feel depressed and it's okay. We all take a step back. It's okay to do that, but I don't ever want you to feel, don't let anybody take away any dream of yours, any goal of yours. If you still value it, if this is what gets you up in the morning, if this is what gets you going, hold on to it. Do not give up on that ever. As long as it's still worth having, I don't care if you're two or two or eighty. Okay, I, you can you can have something that you're trying to set out to do when you know you might kick the bucket like a week later. It doesn't matter because it's yours, and that's special. That's sacred. So don't let anybody take that away from you. Always, always be pursuing whatever you want, whatever passion you have. It is sacred. Do not give up on it. And even if you don't become a celebrity, it doesn't matter because in the end, while you're on the journey, you have already achieved your victory. That, on that note, we're going to catch you for part two 
of Shaking the Table, whatever episode number this is. Y- y'all know what it is. Y'all can see it in the title. All right. I'm one of the hosts, Renzo. Big Rob is signing off. Hey, it's me, Chris. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Peace. See ya. We ain't even put no music up. This is nuts. I, I'm, I'm tired of this. It is what it is. All right, y'all. We out. <laughs>